Hey y'all, it's Janice. Welcome to the Dirty Diversity Podcast. This is a place where we will be exploring equity, racism, and diversity. I am a DEI consultant, educator, writer, and professor who strives to center my work around the liberation of Black folks globally. More specifically, I examine and unpack how we can create structures that support the most marginalized folks in the workplace. This is a podcast where I will share my thoughts on all things diversity, equity, inclusion, racism, anti-racism, and Black liberation. My goal is to stimulate your mind and shift you to think in a way that you've never considered before. This podcast will feature my thoughts as well as the perspectives of different folks doing related work. If you want to learn more, pick up my best-selling books, Dirty Diversity and The Pink Elephant, where I explore workplace equity in more detail. Thank you for listening. Hey, y'all. Jay Nice on the mic, back with another episode. I missed this past week, I think. Um, or last week, sorry. I think I missed last week's episode because it was Father's Day weekend. It was Juneteenth weekend. There was so much going on. And so this episode was originally supposed to focus on the recession. But on Friday, so this is Monday that I'm recording this and it'll drop Monday so I can keep the Monday cadence. But on Friday, it was announced that the U.S. Supreme Court has reversed the monumental legislation Roe versus Wade, which essentially gave citizens the uh, the right to get an abortion. And I'm being really mindful of my words. I've seen a lot of the language around the reversal. I, I've seen a lot of people using the word, very gendered language, and using the, the, the word woman and how women's rights are being taken away. But I think it's important to remember that, um, that for trans women, and for non-binary folks, that they are also impacted and affected by this as well for trans folks, period. So I think we have to be more inclusive with the language that we use. Um, I've seen so many folks just saying this is a woman's rights issue, Um, but I think it speaks to a larger issue in this country. So before we jump into today's episode, I just have a couple announcements. Well, just one main one. Um, For those of you who have been thinking about starting your own consultancy, particularly your own DEI consultancy, so if you've always wanted to do external consulting, you want to work with companies and institutions to help provide them with guidance and strategy around creating a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive workplace, then you don't want to miss my class. Sorry, y'all, I have like stuff stuck in my teeth. I was just drinking a smoothie. Um, But you don't want to miss the class that I'm hosting July 7th. So it's going down on 7, 7, 22 at 7 p.m. I'm big with like numbers and I thought it was, seven is my lucky number. So I, I thought it was really cool that the date aligned to be, July 7th, 2022. So next week, I'm hosting a live class where I'm sharing with you all my strategies and tips that I've learned since I've been doing DEI consulting for the last four years, 
but since I've been informally facilitating conversations and dialogue about race and racism and the black experience uh, since 2011, right? So it's been 11 years, I think. Yeah, it's been 11 years. This year makes 11 years since I've been facilitating these conversations. So all of the information is in the show notes. It's the very first link. If you're interested in saving your seat, there is still time left and there is still space left in the class. There's a good amount of people that have enrolled. Um, It's not even a class, so it's more like a live workshop, but there's a good amount of people that have reserved their seats. So if you are interested or if you know anyone that's interested, please share this with them because as you all know, I am a independent podcaster or I'm not a sponsored, this is not a sponsored podcast. So it helps with the visibility if you all can share um, resources that I provide on the show. So if you feel compelled, I would appreciate it if you would share that resource. Um, again, it's taking place on 7-7-2022. I think that's my only announcement. I'm going to try to record a double episode because this week is, or this upcoming week, the end of this week, or early next week rather, is 4th of July. So next week is 4th of July. So These episodes usually drop on, um, uh, whatchamacallit, on Mondays. So um, I'll be traveling for 4th of July, so I actually won't be recording a episode. So I'm going to try to do a double dose uh, this week, or um, next week's episode will probably drop on Tuesday. So it'll be one of the two. But so I wanted to, so last the last episode from two weeks ago, I talked about the recession kind of like from an organizational standpoint, but I thought it was really important to talk about it also from an individual standpoint. One of my friends in the DEI space, Dr. Sam Ray, um, she's a good follow if you're not connected with her on LinkedIn, Dr. Sam Ray Dickinson. She um, she posted something and I was like, yo, it's wild that you posted this because I literally just did a podcast on this. But I wanted to first talk about my thoughts around the recession, and I'm also going to tie in this conversation about the larger implications of the Roe versus Wade reversal decision that was made this past Friday, and I'm going to tie all of that in. So, you know, I, I've i heard a lot of folks, and if you hear like the sound, um, it's my beads, right? I got this new hairstyle that I'm really excited about. I got some braids with beads. I'll be posting about it, but if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it already, but I'll probably share it on um, LinkedIn soon, but my when I turn my head, my beads kind of clink together, so please excuse the sound. But um, So I've seen a lot of the rhetoric around the reversal decision basically saying, a lot of folks are saying we're living in Gilead which I guess, I don't watch Handmaid's Tale, but I guess it's like the city or the town that they live in in Handmaid's Tale. And, I, you know, I appreciate and I understand like the sentiment, but I saw a really poignant tweet from Bree Newsom that kind of like, um, that really encompassed what I've been thinking and feeling, right? And to say that like we are living in Gilead and this is like Handmaid's Tale, is centering whiteness and the white experience in something that has been a very real experience for 
uh, marginalized women, right? So black women, indigenous women, Asian women, so many non-white women have experienced centuries of harm caused to us at the hands of medical and health healthcare institutions. So to say that like the Roe versus Wade reversal decision is now puts us in an episode of Handmaid's Tale neglects and almost erases the very real harm that non-white women have experienced for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So I think that when we are having these conversations, we have to be thinking about that. And I had a chance, so the second link that you'll see in the show notes will be a link to an interview I did with, um, I'm connected with an attorney, she does family law and entertainment law, and she sat down to talk about the larger implications of this decision, particularly for marginalized women, right? Who are, you know, ultimately black women are gonna be the most harmed, right? So black women, the black maternal mortality rate is abysmal, right? In this country, it is really, really alarming. I'm frightened to have a child, right? So we're not, like this decision I have so many thoughts around it and behind it, but um, I really honestly think like there's been this Jane Elliott clip circulating around and I 100% agree that I think that the conservative judges were trying to or attempting to stifle or to stop the prediction that demographers have made that in the next 22, 23 years, the U.S. will be majority non-white, right? As a white person, I imagine that is scary, right? So I I personally just feel like this decision was an attempt to stop the, I forget the words that Jane Elliott uses, and I'm not like 100% a fan of all the things she does and says, but I agreed with the video, and I forget the exact term she used. Um, but yeah, I think it's to stop the the slowdown of birth rates because I think in the video she said, and I haven't double checked this, so someone please fact check me. But I think she said like sixty percent of abortions are performed on white um, on white women, right? So um, or white people rather, I should say. Um, so if white people are the majority of the folks getting abortions by banning abortions or severely, yeah, by banning them in certain states, in the conservative states, you make it harder for white women to get abortions, which means that that will have a direct impact on the birth rates, right? So I personally think that that was the, I don't know, the impetus behind this decision. Um, It's really interesting that yeah, I just, I don't even know my thoughts around the Supreme Court. I just think the fact that we have a constitution that was written hundreds of years ago and was written when black people were three-fifths of a person and was like, it's mind-blowing to me that we are still following this outdated and antiquated document that was written before like that was written so long ago. It like makes no sense, right? So my mom is a president. My mom is a president of a cultural association, right? So the ethnic group that my parents are from in Cameroon 
they have cultural societies and associations around the U.S. And my mom is part of one in the town that she lives, right? And um, one thing that she said that they were doing, so she was president for the last two years and they just reelected her this past April, 2022. And she was telling me that they were amending with, with each president that comes in to her organization, they amend the organizational constitution, right? So they have a constitution, which basically like, you know, whatever you would expect a constitution to have, like how often they should meet, um, how there should be a financial audit after each president, how long the presidential terms are. All of that is outlined in the Constitution, but each president that comes in amends the Constitution, right? And it made me think about in the U.S., like how we've had this document since 1776, right? No, actually, y'all, I just looked it up. I'm wrong. Um, I'm thinking Declaration of Independence was... Um, the same time as the Constitution, I'm off, right? The Declaration of Independence was 1776, um, and that's why we celebrate Independence Day. The Constitution was written actually 1787, so I'm wrong. I wanted to fact check myself, so um, yeah, you see you see how, how well I did in, in U.S. history classes, and that's neither here nor there, but um, so yeah, I think like this country is just, I don't know, right? But I mean, I do know that I was put on this earth to help the most harmed people strive toward liberation and justice. And I don't, I've been thinking a lot about if I actually have to be on this continent to do that. Um, Cause it's, it's not, it's, it's getting, it's, uh, I don't know how I feel, right? And I posted something on LinkedIn and someone wrote, this is the best country in the world or some something like that. And it's so frustrating because it's like two things can be true at the same time. This can be a great country for many reasons, but it can also be, it can also, I have the right, I reserve the right. As an American, I have the right to critique it and to point out the flaws and the injustices in the system here. And I've just been thinking a lot about what I envision for this work and what liberation means. And I do feel like I was put on this earth again to help the most marginalized people achieve liberation. But I'm wondering what that will look like in the future because I think the folks who, the powers that be are working really hard to upend a lot of the laws and the rights that people that we have, a lot of the liberties that we have in this country are being upended and dismantled. And I don't know what this country is going to look like in 20 years, right? Are we going to implode, right, in five years? Because the way things are looking, I'm like nervous about this upcoming presidential election that we have in two years, right? So all of those things like are anxiety inducing for me. But it is what it is. I'm here now. So um, I, you know, I, I think it's also interesting that so many white women are interested in or are worried and fearful now when black women have been sounding the alarm for so long. And it reminds me of this Angela Davis quote that I really liked. Um, where she said, and I want to quote her exactly, she said, if they come for me in the morning, they will come for you in the night, right? So 
I think it's the only way that we as a society and the most marginalized people will ever achieve liberation is if we collectively recognize that whiteness and white supremacy is a system that harms all of us, right? It is harming all of us, not just, I don't like the term people of color, but for the sake of this discussion, I'll use it. It's not just people of color that white supremacy harms. It harms all of us, right? So we have to recognize and understand that we are all harmed by the very same system because it's it's like this, I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised. Many of us aren't shocked. And it's this like pure and utter like shock and disbelief from white women that I think is just like really, really fascinating. You know, I think at this point it's been said ad nauseum, but I'll say it again. It's so important that we're listening to black women. When we look at these sort of impactful and revolutionary changes that have been able to um, be created within our society, black women have always been at the forefront and have spearheaded a lot of these, have catalyzed, that's a better word, a lot of these changes. So I think we need to listen to black women. Um, but to go back to the original purpose of this this episode that I wanted to talk about briefly, um, the recession is coming up, right? And we have all of these larger issues that are happening at a greater level within our country. And I think that what I what I anticipate happening is exactly what happened at the start of the pandemic. So pre-George Floyd, but post-pandemic, what I saw was a deprioritization of DEIBA work, right? So a lot of organizations were like, struggling to you know we were all like what the heck is going on in this world like what is this virus so dei was put at the bottom of the priority list right i think we have to keep our foots on the proverbial necks of organizations and organizational leaders we cannot afford to deprioritize this work right it's so important and we've made small but incremental progress you know i know i know some people will disagree with me i do feel like some progress has been made um but i think we have to keep pushing forward we can't just think that after one year two years however many years uh post george floyd that things will be like radically transformed i i feel like anti-oppression work is like going to the gym some of you may know this some of you may not i'm a gym rat and i recognize that there is such a thing as muscle memory. I don't know in this country if we have muscle memory, right? Muscle memory is essentially like if you're somebody who works out and who lifts weights often, even after taking a a hiatus or time off, sometimes your muscles are still like formed or your muscles are still there because of this thing called muscle memory, right? So if I'm a heavy weight lifter, Um, for me, I do a lot of stuff for my legs and my glutes. Um, so muscle memory would be like the muscle still being there even after I'm not going to the gym every single day, every single day. Right. And anti-oppression work is like going to the gym. If you stop, you will not continue to see improvement or progress. And as I know, I mentioned this on the podcast before, but some of you may not have heard the previous seasons, but I'm a former bodybuilder. And one thing about, one thing about it, two things, one thing is for certain, two things for sure, 
Is that the saying? I don't know. There's a Jeezy line, but let me skip over that. Um, I'm a former bodybuilder, and one of the things that is that I always tried to keep in mind was like, you know, I have to be working out um, consistently, right? And for me, the gym has always been something I love and I enjoy. And I've seen over the years, right? I started going to the gym at 16. I would watch my mom. My mom is very like um, physically fit. She's really into the gym and healthy. And I w- would watch her as a young girl, as a teenager. And then I started going with her. I remember this is how toxic fat phobia is in our society. I was like a slim, thin little 16-year-old, 17-year-old. And I was like, I got to go to the gym so I can look good for prom, right? So I remember I would get on the treadmill and do some cardio. And over the years, I've consistently seen changes in my body. And I attribute those changes, beside the fact that I'm getting older, I've attributed a lot of those changes to consistently working out. And if we want to see progress, we have to be consistently working out our muscles, our anti-racism muscles, and we have to be consistently focusing on anti-oppression. And now, now of all times is not the time to let this work fall by the wayside. So I really want us all to keep our foot on the proverbial necks of our organizations and organizational leaders to make sure that they keep this work at the forefront because it is important. And I do think that um, I just don't want to see what happened in 2020, right? My goal is to not be, is to not do this work anymore, right? I dream of a day when external DEI consultants or DEI folks, period, will not be needed. I don't know if I'll see that day in my lifetime, but I dream of that day, right? Maybe to say I'll see it in my lifetime is being overly optimistic, but I do believe that there will be a day where um, my job will be obsolete and I live for that day, right? I anticipate that day, but I do this work because I want a world that is better, I want to leave the world better than where, what it was when I entered into it, right? I want to leave this world better and I want the future children who are growing up and are yet to be born, I want them to grow up in a better world. I want them to have just a safer place that is free from harm, right? And I don't know if that's even feasible in this current physical plane or physical state that we're living in. But that's what I strive for, right? And I strive to protect the most harmed people within society. So that's like a a long, like, that was a long-winded way to say we have to really make sure that we're prioritizing this work. Um, This summer, I'm really trying to have not a hot girl summer, but a healing girl summer, right? I want to heal a lot of traumas that I have Um inside and that I've just being a black woman living in this world have dealt with and I think that by healing myself I'll be able to um, do this work better and I don't think healing is a finite point I think healing is a lifelong journey because we've all experienced harm and trauma at differing levels and that we need to heal from so I don't think you like go to therapy for two sessions and you're healed Um, So that's really my focus for this summer, but I really am not going to let this recession that we're currently actually like deeply entrenched in, I'm not letting it worry me. I've saved 
and saved and I'm going to continue to save. Um, what I did also, I wanted to mention this, I made a list, right? So I made a list of my business expenses and of my personal expenses on two separate lists. I just did it, this in Microsoft Word. I created a table and on I had like three or four columns. The first column was whatever the expense was. The second column is when it gets debited for my account. And then third column was the date that it gets debited. And the fourth column was the amount that gets debited. So I have like in, chronolo in chronological order from when it gets debited out of my account. I have all of that and then I highlighted in yellow things that might get cut, right? So I spent a lot of money um, on my hair, right? Hair is something that's important to me. It's important to my appearance. I'm not a nails girl. I don't always go and get my nails done. I do my pedicures myself. So I just really spent a lot of money on getting my hair done. So that's something that I wanna cut out, right? So look at your expenses and look at what you could possibly cut. For me, I was getting this like recurring charge from the company that um, I use, like I have my printer through, they were like charging me for cart ink cartridges and, and I've literally not gotten ink in like over a year. And I called them today actually and I was like, you guys, y'all have to um, stop the charges because this is just ridiculous. So I would do like an evaluation of what you're spending on. Um, I think last time we chatted for iPhone users, I talked about how to check the subscriptions on your iPhone, but I would just make a list and see what you can cut out, right? Because I think it, it's, it's tough to say this because I'm a summer person. I love spring and summer. Summer's not the time for uh, hibernation, but I do think that this is a healing healing person summer, not just a healing girl summer, but it's a healing summer. And I think that being still is the season that I am entering into, um, is a season of stillness because it's been a whirlwind for me for the last like three years, trying to hustle and grind. And then just, I, there's some more things I'll share with you all, like in the upcoming episodes, I'll be recording throughout the summer because I'm again in a season of stillness. I'm not going to be like as out and about as I was last summer. Last summer was wild. You know, it was our first like vaccinated summer. Many, many of us were vaccinated. So it was like, it was a different vibe. But this year I'm trying to just really just sit in stillness. So um, I want us all to be, and I'll be thinking about this myself, to be thinking about the world that we envision and what we think it will take to actually get there. For me, I think coming together with my community and, and working collectively to decenter and deprioritize and disrupt whiteness is what I envision. I'm just thinking a lot about what that looks like, right? And whether I actually have to do that work in this country, because I don't know, it, it wears on you and it's a lot. Um, but I think that's where I'm going to leave this episode. I don't want to get it to get too, too heavy. Um, but yeah, as a final reminder, I'll probably give y'all one more reminder for next week's episode. Um, I was thinking to drop in another episode sometime at the end of this week. We'll see if I'll be able to do that in between traveling. But um, just as a reminder, the first link in the show notes is for the live class taking place July 7th. If you are a 
aspiring DEI consultant or a current DEI consultant, you don't want to miss this live class. You can ask all the questions you may have about consulting because, again, I know I've said this like a million times, but I do get a good amount of questions from folks about finding clients, payment systems and strategies, um, just random questions you might have when you're working with clients. So um, I also have, if when you click on the Eventbrite page, I have um, a link to testimonials on my website, and I'll put that actually in the show notes so you can see what people who've worked with me have said. Um, if that is helpful, I think that kind of just gives you a better understanding if it's something you're thinking about investing in, but you're not quite sure. I'll leave, um, so the third link will be for the testimonial. So thank y'all so much for listening. Um, I think that's it. I feel like I felt like I had something else I wanted to share, but it's not coming to me now. The thought went away. So thank y'all so much for listening and I will check y'all out in the next episode.